Stirring the pot with Drip Kitchen. Alexis, I think you're, you, I mean, you work in a male dominated Six. field. <laughs> yeah. So take the There's mic, Alexis. Certainly <laughs> a lot of males at my work. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I was just going to say about it, like, I really like it. Like, I used to work in a clerical setting. Um, I worked with a bunch of middle-aged women um, working for the court system. And, you know, it was miserable. Women are, like, super catty at work. Dude, working for men has, in my experience, tend to be a little easier. And I, I think so. I don't mean that in any kind of way. Maybe it's because I get away with more. Um... Yeah, yes and no. I think the thing I like about it is everybody's, like, pretty laid back. Like, if they're arguing, it's just kind of like, a fuck you, and then they're fine. It's not like, oh, I'm going to hold a grudge for three months against this person. And they, like, just, I don't know, joke around and stuff. So I think that's something I really like about it. Yeah, no, I think that might be it is that um, women tend to hold their anger. I know that from personal experience. So, hold on to it for days and days yeah if you piss off your girl boss on a monday it's gonna be a rough week for you <laughs> i just feel like that's feel like what's I'm... happened to me i feel like i would do it too i'm unstable as hell of course i would <laughs> yeah i think women tend to take things a little more personal maybe yeah i don't know i feel like it's true i just feel like i've had experiences where i've cried more in the bathroom when having a female boss than a male boss but I don't know. So let me get away with that's that's actually kind of like a negative about my job is that like being that I'm around guys like it's not it's kind of like frowned upon to be the like girl crying. So I had like a really bad day and I don't know over like nothing and I'm like crying. They think it's like, are you mad about your weld? And they're like trying to discuss it amongst themselves, like trying to figure out what's wrong with this girl. it's it's kind of funny though the way you word it though you're like you know there's a lot of pressure to not cry at my job and like it's really cutting into my hobbies (laughs) i i need at least one bathroom cry without being judged when i walk out (laughs) no dude i get it like i i hate crying around people that's why like if i cry at a job like i probably mean it (laughs) because I don't know. I usually am pretty good at that, but I've had a couple of jobs where I've, I've definitely, um, I've cried in the bathroom, but no like male dominated jobs. I can't say that I ever have, not that I haven't wanted to, but. I, I mean, before, before doing hydraulic work, I worked at Toyota, um, as a technician and like, I think overall being like a automotive mechanic is kind of a male dominated thing but I couldn't say that I really had that experience because there were a lot of girls that I worked there were like 12 girls that worked in that particular dealership as technicians um so the first experience I really had with it was with welding and hydraulics and um I don't know I feel like I learn a lot because it's new to me do you think your experience would have been different, though, had you not had so many girls and maybe you were, like, one of the few? Um, maybe. I, I feel like 
when I did auto body, my experience was kind of negative because I just feel like the guys there were very like, I don't know, they hoarded their information and knowledge. And the only thing they really wanted me to do was like hand them tools and didn't want to actually like let me be hands on. And I think that's a lot of girls experience trying to do stuff like whether it be automotive or, or something like that. Like, I think a lot of times it's kind of hard to, to break into actually getting to turn the wrenches. Yeah, no, I could see where that's definitely true considering, um, but I've noticed, especially since doing this podcast is that it seems like a lot of the girls usually have to prove themselves a lot more in situations where guys are already well-established. I have to say I'm really lucky in my current position because everybody's really willing to teach and they're like excited to like put me on the lathe, for example, and like, you know, teach me how to, to make certain things or um, take on like challenges and stuff like that. So I think I'm, I'm lucky compared to a lot of people that try to get into stuff, especially being like four foot nine. There's not a lot of places that look at me and are like, you know what? You look like you can work on some shit. <laughs> I was gonna say they're like could you hold this and it's like a brick and they're like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm. no but my boss he always like tries to come up with some ridiculous project like something that's just really what can we have Alexis pick up like that will have to require her using a trailer and like ratchet strapping down some crazy cylinder off some crane or something maybe it just makes them laugh <laughs> I think it does. I think he just sits around during his shift at his other job and he's like, this would be funny relative to her size. <laughs> just starts putting you in oversized clothes. Um <laughs> oh. yeah, man. No, I'm excited though. I'm excited to talk to Sarah. Um, just because I'm not gonna lie, I feel like at one point trucking was something I was like, that'd be freaking cool. Like, as long as you don't care about your friends or your family in a weird way, because part of me is like, I can't miss, like, Christmas. I'm like, and I remember when I worked in logistics, like, some of those guys, like, we had the next couple days off because it would be, like, Christmas time. And these guys are, like, picking up a load two days beforehand and trying to bring it to California. And they're like, I'm hoping to catch my family for Christmas. And it's just like, I don't know. That was the only part where I was like, I can't do that. Like, seems like a sick job but like I don't think I could do that I think that would be honestly real I mean you'd get to travel but think of all the people think of when you're just driving your regular car how many people you almost either people almost hit you or like accidents you have to avoid imagine being in a big ass truck like that and having to avoid or not get into an accident yeah no I would have I would have a body count by day two (laughs) like there's no way I could maneuver that around even Chet like told me he's like oh I gotta teach you how to trailer and I was like okay like let's go for it but like I don't trust myself with shit like that I'm not gonna lie I feel like I would be really nervous about parking those things because like there's a lot of gas stations and stuff that are just like super tight quarters and imagine trying to like get diesel somewhere and it's like super sketchy yeah <laughs> you get like back into the space yeah dude i no i couldn't do it no so i respect it i thought it would be a really cool job i still think it would be a really cool job it's just 
I don't like being away from home that much. That's my thing. I was like, I'm very like, I want to be back when I want to be back. And like, that's the only thing is I get so attached to home as I fucking moved like two days ago, like five hours away. <laughs> Yo, I've been on a tea kick lately. I've been drinking these like raspberry teas. It started with a market basket one from their like, um, their brand. I don't even have a market basket anymore. Oh no. Really? What do they have there? They have a Weiss, a Price Chopper, an Acme. Save Mart or something. Up north. Yeah. No. A Weiss. That's terrible. How can you survive without market basket? I know, I know. That's that New England cheap. (laughs) now i gotta go to weiss which isn't that just like southern expensive i don't know i actually i don't even think i've gone inside it yet i don't think i've i haven't gone inside price chopper either i've only tried acme and i think save mart maybe i don't know it's called something weird in new jersey and they have quick checks so it's like i feel like i never see a cumbies it's all quick checks it's weird there's not even any wawa's though right not really up here. I mean, they're like, I'm sure if I want to go get one, I could get one, but like, it's the far for a gas station. <laughs> Gotta hit up my favorite restaurant, drive someone 45 minutes to the nearest Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's funny. Although I wouldn't be mad though, they do get good food. They do have really good food. I always enjoy getting Wawa right before going to the track. Yeah. Taylor, that turkey, the Thanksgiving bowl thing. Oh, those things are the best. I know. I can't wait until it's back around. I can't wait until winter comes back so we can eat turkey bowls again from Wawa. (laughs) No, no. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I do like those turkey bowls. Oh, they have those like turkey and cheese little wraps. Those are, those are bomb. I think I get those every time. Yeah, if I could have Thanksgiving points, eat good at events. We say that every year. Every year we say we're going to eat really good at events. We've even gone so far as to make food and prep, like food to make, well, to cook it there, and we still don't eat it. I mean, at least you guys are sucking back baby Gatorade. (laughs) Yes, we do. We're pretty good with the with the the Pedialyte. Pedialyte, yes baby gatorade i like make it for alexis i'm like drink it (laughs) it it actually so east coast bash it was like 100 degrees both days it was so miserably hot and humid at east coast bash and yo i i felt great i was like i don't have a headache nothing (laughs) pedialyte yeah (laughs) that's our second podcast sponsor I know you guys should reach out to Pedialyte and be like, well, Alexis is 90 pounds, so I don't know where you cut off children at, but so we have Sarah Harrow coming on. You guys might have seen her on Netflix Hyperdrive. She you might also follow her on Instagram at Sarah Harrow Drift. Um, I was gonna say I'm sure she's got a Facebook too. Um I don't know, anything you guys want to add about our friend Sarah coming on? Uh, I just, I see she does a lot of traveling around the country doing drift events. She does a lot of events and I actually was there for like her second 
ever drifting event down at OSW and like just to see where she's at today versus then like she got real good real fast hell yeah that's awesome she's a truck driver too right Mm -hmm. yeah she uh she drives those like big rigs hey sarah (laughs) hello hey I was like, is my noise or sound working or not? I do not know. I was trying to open up my computer and I had didn't have it downloaded. I'm like, crap. I was gonna say no. It sounds <laughs> just do it. good. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. None of us are like laggy, right? We're yeah, good? we're good. Good. Cool. Hell yeah. Cool. It's usually our biggest issue. I <laughs> know <laughs> y'all are good. I'm just gonna put you. All right, so I guess we'll I, think I just moved. I really don't have like a table or anything. <laughs> same, same. It's okay. To be fair, <laughs> this has furniture in it though, just because I moved in with my boyfriend, so it wasn't empty. Thank God. All right, see. So should we nice, just dive nice. into it, guys? Sure. Let's go yeah. for it. <laughs> I actually, I mean, could, could we actually start talking like about? like trailering and stuff like what you did for a living uh-huh sure you know i i do truck driving obviously um <laughs> and lately i've been like freelance truck driving so i've been driving for formula drift teams and stuff so they like call me in fly me out where the truck is i'd haul it back to where they need it and then fly back home kind of thing and before that i hauled tankers uh with tack in it so the glue to binds the asphalt to the ground kind of stuff uh, but I was basically like slaving my life away doing this. So I quit in June and went to Sweden for a little bit and drove across Europe and then went back and focused on drifting and the freelance truck driving. <laughs> I say, how did you even get into That's truck awesome. driving? That's really, really cool. <laughs> I mean, over in Sweden, I grew up over in Sweden. So I always liked cars or machinery in general. Um, and then from that, I went to trucking high school. So you go like three years of high school there and get your licenses and all. Um, so first year is all about cars, then second and third year is all about trucks and getting your license and whatnot. So then I started driving over there and I decided to move over here in 2016 and I went to Arizona and got my CDL there and started driving dump trucks over there for a little bit. That's so cool. How, like, how do you get a CDL? Um, in Arizona, I went to a private school. Well, it was like a family owned one because you can go through a company and get it there. Uh, they would basically pay for it, but then you got to work for that company for like a year. So I didn't want to do that. I was like, I want to choose where I drive. So I went to that family owned, um, truck driving school over there and it was like four weeks, two weeks in the classroom and two weeks driving and doing like maneuver stuff. And yeah, it's basically a lot of common sense. Like, oh, is it going to take you a short distance stop or a long distance stop? Well, I weigh 80 tons. So <laughs> it's like, God damn, or 80,000 pounds. <laughs> How do you back up? Like, I, that's, that's the one thing we were talking about. We're like, I don't understand like the tight quarters thing. Cause I have a hard time just backing up a trailer for drift events. I mean, it's kind of like a trailer. It's, it's a bigger trailer uh, and your truck is shorter compared to the trailer. So you can jack it pretty easy. Um, but yeah, it's like, if you're backing your trailer up, to the left then you can obviously see it out your window but if you're backing it up to the right you gotta get out and check sometimes because well you can't see shit really (laughs) i have to know is there like an app that tells you which ways you can and can't go like because obviously there's certain roads you can't drive on with certain trucks uh yeah they have like a truck map 
app kind of thing. So you put in your length, height, and weight, and it will tell you where you can go and not. I think it's called like Trucker's Path or something like that. Uh, where like most highways and stuff, their bridges are usually tall enough for most trucks. So it's, it's not too bad unless you have like big machinery and stuff you're going to have to haul. <laughs> where have you traveled like around the country? I've been almost everywhere. <laughs> like the last haul I did was for Adam LZ from Seattle, Washington down to Orlando. So I went literally from top to the bottom of it. <laughs> and then like obviously East Coast, North and been not with semi truck, but just in general drove across country like I-10. So like California to Florida kind of thing back and forth a few times. <laughs> yeah, a little bit everywhere, <laughs> I guess. How do you stay awake during all, all those long hauls? Everyone's going to hate me for saying this, but Netflix. Yeah. Really? It's great. Yeah. Well, not just like not watching it. Like I had my pop socket and it would fit perfectly on like one part of the steering wheel. So I just drive and like listen to it to keep my brain going or like podcasts or comedy stuff. And like just having something that you're following with your brain keeps you kind of active. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't have that, I'd be like falling asleep probably. <laughs> Do you listen to a lot of music on the road? Yeah, always. You got to have jams. <laughs> what are one of your craziest experiences driving on the road? Um, I don't really know. Like, people are just stupid drivers. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> they did not think. Like, I think I went up to North Carolina and got chemicals. So it's like this thin liquid that would slosh back and forth in a tanker. So people don't think about that and just cut you off basically and brake check you and whatnot. It's like, you're lucky I was fucking empty because I would have run you over. No questions about it. <laughs> people are just stupid. Um, I guess like one funny thing was I went to this truck stop. I didn't have the trailer. So I just parked in the car parking to take, not take up space. And I was like, wow, that pickup truck has a lot of stuff in it. And I was like, oh shit, someone lives in it. And this chick goes out to the truck lot and comes back. And then she goes out and then she comes back. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot lizard shit. <laughs> okay. Now I've actually seen one because I always hear about it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I only know that term because of the show Big Sky. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Mm -mm. But it's about truckers. And yeah, so I learned what a, a lot lizard was. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, something else. That's for sure. <laughs> thing maybe we should talk about hyperdrive for a bit sure um well i didn't hear about it really they messaged me on instagram i was like you should apply for a show that's called race the grid so it wasn't even called hyperdrive i'm like well yeah why not okay i'll do that and then i applied for it and here for a while did some um like skype calls and interviews and whatnot and signed some papers and then it literally took forever it felt like they contacted me probably like a month or two before but I didn't get a green light to go on the show until two weeks before they needed a car up there and they're like yeah you gotta own the car oh and you need a cage I'm like okay I have my daily <laughs> so I guess I'll get the Mustang and put a cage in it um so I had to find a friend that could do that he's never done a cage before either so that was fun for him like today job out of nowhere and then I flew up and that's when I knew it was, I was like okay they're not stealing my car that's cool because like I didn't really know until I got up there and knew that the car was on the way <laughs> that like 
someone just came and picked up my car and I'm like, all right, this might be when it gets shipped off to Russia or it's actually legit. I do not know. <laughs> That's crazy. What like made you decide to do that? I was like, well, if it is legit, then it would be a lot of fun. I think, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just like, you don't, you only regret the chances you don't take is kind of how I see it. So it's like, why not? It's like same with moving over here. I was like, well, I won't know if I like America or like if I could do something over there if I don't try it. That's interesting. Oh, that's good. Do you have like a favorite part of the country that you've traveled to? Um, I do love uh, the Smoky Mountains a lot. Like driving through Tennessee up to Kentucky when I went to Ford Fest, that was, that was pretty. It was real pretty. Other than that, like Montana is beautiful. It's cold as fuck, but it's beautiful. Um, Arizona is also beautiful, like in its own way. Like, I just love how much of everything is everywhere. Like you could just go to Arizona if you want desert and stuff like that, or you could go to Florida if you want the beaches, or you can go to New Jersey if you want English town. Like, (laughs) it's great. What caught you into drifting? Was it the show or were you drifting before that? I drifted a Z probably like five times before that, but what got me into it was, well, unintentionally, I got into drifting as a teenager, like a kid, um, just playing in the snow with old Volvos over in Sweden. Like me and my friends would just go and fuck around. I'm like, okay, cool. We're sliding and stuff. I didn't think of it. And then I went to Gothenburg over in Sweden and Norway. And that's where like, they were actually drifting. I was like, that's sick. I want to do that. I don't want to be on the sideline. Like I want to be on the track. And then I moved over here. I just went to a couple events in Orlando and they had this one team that needed a driver for their zoo. I'm like, I've never drifted before, like on snow and ice. Yeah, but not on pavement. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> like, oh, give it a try. So I drifted that like five times. Then I had like a four month break before hyperdrive. So that's the only drifting experience I had. What's Hell yeah. What was it like being on the show? um it was sick it was so much fun like it it was insane like the hours were crazy because we'd get off of set like six seven in the morning and our dinner would be the breakfast at the hotel kind of thing because they wanted the they wanted darkness for all the lights and stuff but it was pretty cool like all the lights everything that went into it because they rented this plant and then they built the track on it and then they lit it all up and then they got all the cars there and everyone And the best part was probably all the people. Like, everyone was super cool. And they didn't think that, obviously, like, TV show, they want drama. They want fights here and there. It's like, oh, no. But everyone just helped everyone out. It was great. They will. What's your favorite thing about the drifting community so far? Um, It's probably how everyone helps each other. Because, like, in oval racing, if you ask about a setup or, like, oh, what do you think I should do? Everyone's like, oh, fuck off. You're not stealing my setup. Or, like, they're always chasing that checkered flag. Um, Same, like, drag racing. They're very secretive and don't want to help each other much unless you're, like, on a similar team. Um, But drifting, like, I've never seen a motorsport where some team would go over to the other team's pit to fix the car so they can compete against each other. Like, that's pretty damn cool. I like that. (laughs) What's your favorite track you've been to? I got to say English town. <laughs> I got to say it. Cause like, I thought I needed power because I was just like bored. So I had put my car over at a shop and they were going to put a turbo in it while I was over in Sweden in June. 
Um, but it didn't happen. So I was like, well, I can't like wait around for anything. So I'm going to go drift. And I went up to Jersey for the first time and I tried elevation change. And I was like, I do not need power. I need gears and speed. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) And just the variety of tracks and layouts they have there is pretty sick. I love it. However, NOLA for a flat track, NOLA is pretty damn good. Um, their go-kart track. But rather go-kart track. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great. It was so good. Like, it had enough space for tandem and, like, learning, but, and it wasn't, like, it was fast enough, but it wasn't too slow or anything either. Like, it was just, like, in between there, it was pretty good. But English Town, like, you gotta send it, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Our first experience in NOLA was actually, what, EYB? Yeah. We saw, like, the fireworks and all this this crazy stuff going on. It was so cool. (laughs) It was cool seeing the, like, flames shooting up from, uh, like, on the go-kart track. And it was before COVID or anything, so they just had a bunch of people. and Good times. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know if they're going to do more on the go-kart track there. I hope they do. But, like, when I did Drift Week... They were like, oh, this might be the last time. I was like, what? No, no, this is great. It's a good place. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so hopefully they stick to it. But Rona has messed up a lot of stuff for tracks. That's for sure. Yeah. If you could drive any track anywhere, where would you go? I would probably go to Sweden and Norway. Like the tracks where I got the interest from. Uh, it's called Montorp, the one in Sweden, and then Rudskogen over in Norway. The Gotebil Drift Series. It's kind of like a grid life. But they're just nuts over there. It's great. Like their tracks. It's like a big ass English town kind of track. Like a big ass one. I'll have to look it up because I've never heard of either of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sick. Let me see if I can pull it up. I can show you guys later. Hell yeah. Um, do you have any plans for the Mustang for this year? Uh, well, currently I have collected most of the parts I need to freshen her up because she went through it at drift week. That's for damn sure. Um, I need like, I still have stock brakes and stock clutch in it from factory. So I, I want to upgrade some of that stuff. And then I bent the knuckle on drift week. I think might have switched coilovers, definitely switching gears. Um, yeah, just maintenance stuff, I guess. And little upgrades here and there. Uh, other than that, not much. Not power-wise yet, at least. Yeah. What do you think your dream drift car would be? Uh, I don't know. That's a hard one. I kind of like having my Mustang because, I mean, she's a bitch, but I love her. Um, (laughs) I would love to have something that has more, like, let's say a Corvette or something because that's like, american supra it can do anything it has good power already and it has parts for it or like a 240 z i don't know something that has all the parts and it's not too hard to upgrade power and stuff so i feel like my car doesn't really have a lot of parts for it like you gotta really search it to find them um and that was just your daily you never intended to make that a drift car at first right no 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 it was a gift actually from my dad it was like a graduation present birthday christmas present kind of thing because he's always been over here and i grew up in sweden with my mom so we we're going to ship it over and then i decided to move over here instead so we didn't ship it it's like okay <laughs> wow that's awesome yeah. yeah so i was like i could never sell it everyone's like oh you should just sell it and get 5.0 or you should just do this i'm like can't Mm-mm, nope that's probably why i don't 
drift it that hard either like I should to progress better because I'm scared of fucking it up too bad so it's like oh, he- I, need, I need a party car that's what I need <laughs> was he excited that you were making the drift car he's like it hurt my heart a little bit seeing you tear everything out of it I'm like I know mine too that's <laughs> funny but then he's very supportive with all like drifting things or pursuing anything really He's like, just go for it. It's metal. It's fine if you bump it up. I was like, but I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up too bad. <laughs> um, do you have any future projects for any other vehicles? Uh, I mean, I have my Volvo Amazon shell that's just chilling in my storage unit right now. Uh, and that what are you doing to uh, that one? I want to make it like... Just a really nice fixed up cruiser kind of thing, but it could drift if I wanted it to, or it would have enough power to pull a red light raise kind of thing. <laughs> it's like just a fun cruiser that could drift if I wanted it to, or like, let's say there's a car show and they want a little drift demo or whatever. So like, I would definitely want to set it up to where it can drift. Um, but yeah, no, that would probably be like just sleeper classic cruiser look kind of thing going. I like it. But I have, like, this big-ass engine, and I don't know how I'm going to fit it in there. Like, freaking Barra in line six, and it's, like, it's freaking tall. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> it's not going to fit in there. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for females getting into a male-dominated job? Um, just fucking go for it. Don't listen to stupid guys. basically I mean like there is always going to be like oh do you need help oh do you need this oh it's just a girl oh she can't do that blah 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 just freaking zone off and do your thing because they don't know what they're talking about it's funny it's like truck stop for example like I get out and I pass this dude on the highway earlier or something and then he pulled off to the same truck stop and it's like I walk up to the truck it's like oh you drive that it's like, no, it's remote controlled from the fucking office, you stupid idiot. Like, yeah, I drove it. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I same like with unloading stuff. I used to drive a crane truck over in Sweden. So I was the only female crane truck driver in the city that I worked in over there. And I would come out to the job and I'd unload. And they're like, you need help? I can do this. This this way is better, blah, blah, blah. And I just ignore it and do my thing. Done, done, done. And they're like, thank you. Like, do you mean, like, actual cranes? Like, like a crane operator? Yeah, like, not the, like, mobile crane ones. It was, like, okay. they have the box truck, and here's the front of it, and then behind the cab, they would have fold-up crane, uh, and then the bed would have, like, a hook so you could switch the bed off and then off and do, like, machinery bed or gravel bed or whatever. That's so it'd be, like, whatever you had on the bed, you could unload and load with your crane kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, so it's a smaller crane, but they're fun, too. <laughs> um do you feel like in the car community you're treated differently than male like from males or i mean yeah sometimes it's like you might have a good idea like i don't know a lot about mechanics but like you could put a to b together and just like figure stuff out sometimes and you're like oh maybe this will work and you kind of get ignored because it's like oh she doesn't know what she's talking about or like some advice here and there they'd be like okay zone it out so that kind of sucks. But other than that, I don't know. I just look so freaking rude in general. So I don't think people 
like talk to me much. <laughs> it's like just a resting bitch face in general. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every time I've seen you, you've been smiling. I try. You <laughs> <laughs> know, um, what else? It's like either you get ignored as a girl or you get over, like, people tell you, like, too much stuff you need to do, kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Not really. But at the same time, I really love that I don't do pink on my car, too, because I want people to, like, see my car on the track and be like, damn, that car is doing good, no matter if it's a girl or a guy driving it. And, like, I don't know. I just, I just do my thing. Um, what is the weirdest DM you've gotten? <laughs> I was waiting on this one because it's going to lead over to the OnlyFans part. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude, that was the weirdest. I don't know. It was like, hey can you make fun of my little dick? And me and my boyfriend were like, it's about to go down. <laughs> like We're going to roast this fucker. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. 15 bucks. Like, cool. And then he wanted like a video review, make fun of kind of things. So I was like, 30 bucks it is. <laughs> and yeah, just make fun of how little it was. That's great. <laughs> but it was also the weirdest thing. I was like, I've never had anyone want me to make fun of their dick. <laughs> this is something that's for sure that's a dream i mean yeah i guess some people are are, are into that maybe i don't fucking know the asmr stuff with billy how she got she had to like take a video of her car starting i don't know yeah just like oh, the, the sound the, of it, like, like sounds and stuff yeah oh, like i it was just in the engine bay and i just started it up like, all righty then <laughs> here you go <laughs> weird <laughs> um so talk speaking about the only fans have you gotten any negative responses to it i mean some people get pissed because i don't do nudes and they just assume only fans is for that um i'm like yeah it's lingerie and stuff it's like not worse than any girl that will go to a beach though like these instagram models and they're like this big of a bikini top um and stuff like that so it's like whatever but I still like write up what I put on there and then put a link in like the Instagram bio stuff and people still get pissed they're like you don't nudes I was like you know OnlyFans has like everything on it right you know there's like personal trainers on there you know there's like cooking shows but everyone just assumes that it's going to be like porn and I'm like oh sorry dude didn't tell you it did but I didn't tell you it didn't either like what you gonna do about it (laughs) other than that it's like not really no one's really said anything bad to me about it i don't know i mean fuck it it's just body and like if people want to do that then fucking do it hey i'm for it i think it's awesome i was like well i might as well make money off of how i look now because i ain't gonna look like this forever that's for damn sure (laughs) so it's like okay (laughs) gotta capitalize on it while you can (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, I'm with and it's you. also like behind the scenes of the car stuff like I'll post car updates and stuff like that before I post it on Instagram I'll post it there like a YouTube video I put it up there first before I put it up on YouTube kind of thing so it'll be a little more like VIP kind of stuff so it's a mix of everything but mostly honestly it was because of the messages because like after Hyperdrive I couldn't keep up with the messages and it made me feel like real bad <laughs> so then I did the OnlyFans um, to I guess, like, 
well, you're paid for the OnlyFans, so you have a guaranteed response. And obviously, there's less people that's going to join the OnlyFans than follow you on Instagram. So you could actually keep track of messages and people having questions and stuff. So that was the main thing for it. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to put up laundry photos here because I don't post that on Instagram anyways. It's like I don't have a modeling page really or anything. It's mostly focused on the car, the Instagram page. So I was like, all right, well, here is my my page for that stuff. Cool. And I can make money off of it. Deal. Car parts. Just dealing with like DMs and stuff. That's a full-time job as it is. (laughs) It's, yeah. It's a lot. And like a lot of questions too that you already answered and stuff. And they could just go on there and they'll have like the full spec sheet if they want and stuff. What events are you looking forward to this year? Um, well, I'm going to see when I get the car all ready to go. I sold my trailer, so I'm going to have to drive to the places. But that would be fun itself too. I'm excited for that. Or just like borrow someone's open trailer. Uh, right now my truck's in the body shop because I hit and run. So I was like, <laughs> rental it is. Yay. <laughs> but I really want to do like East Coast Bash or um, I track motorsports does a lot in Georgia and they have like this competition series. I also want to do clutch kickers, at least like one of the rounds or if they have like a fun day and whatnot. It's like a lot of people has been signing up for that like they're they're full on the competition part i think already and it's like formula drift drivers and stuff and i was like it wouldn't like i wouldn't even have a chance to qualify like no (laughs) but it would be fun to try it though just to try it and like get the feel for competition stuff but definitely like jersey georgia probably ford fest again hopefully we'll see um but i also want to try like west coast stuff like um what's it called the freaking awesome track has like the balcony and all those road courses and stuff willow springs okay seems sick but yeah probably more east coast events again like last year just keep at it keep getting better hell yeah you did a lot last year yeah it's all thanks to only fans because i quit trucking <laughs> no seriously oh man i mm. <laughs> and like the freelance truck driving gives extra time for like drifting like i'm not stuck to go to a specific job every day it's just like when they need a driver and i'll be like cool i got you and then when i don't drive that then i have time to do like only fans and just go drifting have you ever run into like anything sketchy on the road like any i don't know sketchy situations i guess I mean, I live in Florida every day, <laughs> every day. No, not really. Um, I guess it's like blowouts and stuff. You just get set, stuck on the side of the road and you're like, yeah, I might get hit. I don't know. Like these people can't drive for shit. Other than that, um, I was in an accident once and there was this car that hit a guardrail. So that was bent out in the whole right lane and the car was down in the ditch I thought it was a boat trailer hooked to that car. So I like swerved out and stuff and stopped further up. There was a car on the shoulder, two other trucks that had like front tire blowouts and their tanks were blown up and stuff from running it over. And later we find out that that car was stolen. It had blood in the trunk and the people that were in the car like had ran off. And I'm like, all righty then. I'm going to do my run over here. Okay, Jesus. we're good. Bye. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So that's probably the sketchiest. I kind of want to know if they got arrested or what actually happened that day. I was like, I wonder. <laughs> Are you ever worried like staying overnight at truck stops or anything? Um, 
yeah, I have a hard time sleeping, that's for sure. I always, like, think someone's fucking with the trailer or something like that. But, um, that's about it. Like, I always, like, wake up all the time. I usually just, like, nap. Like, if I do a freelance thing, I'll go pick it up, drive until I'm tired, and then drop it off. Or not drop it off, but then just go take a nap and keep going. Yeah. Um, so, pretty much. Like, just worrying someone's fucking with your truck or trailer. Other than that, like, motels and stuff, when I drove the tanker, they'd have day caps, so I couldn't sleep in the truck, so they'd get a motel or a hotel for me. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. I'm going to die here. <laughs> this is a sketchy area. But luckily, I'm alive. Dude, that's awesome. I think that's so cool. I don't know if I could. I think I could do the driving mm-hmm. time. I just don't know. I don't know, the big big trucks, like you said, backing up. It's not that bad, honestly. Like, it's nice because you're sitting so far up. So you see way, like, in traffic, for example, like, you see so much further than a car that's lower down. And, like, same when you're up there and backing up, like, your mirrors cover the whole side of your trailer. And, like, you see a lot just by sitting so far up. We could do it, guys. Yeah, y'all could do it. You can do it. Right? Yeah, we just want to travel and, like, do fun stuff. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind the travel part. Oh, that's nice. I try to figure out how I can travel this year, too. Like, planning it all out. (laughs) I was going to go to Sweden. I was going to move over there and bring the car. I decided not to. I got an apartment here, so I'm staying. Staying for a hot minute. (laughs) Cool. I just have one more question. Um, what about like eating? How do you like eat on the road? Do you stop places? Do you bring food? Oh, you eat like shit when you're on the road. It sucks. It's literally snacking. That's it. There's no like oh breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm in. I'm gonna have a little snack here. Just snack, and then you do. Taylor has her like new profession here. You're like so <laughs> snacking, driving. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is literally just snacking. Snacking and napping. That's turking. <laughs> so like after a while your body will be pissed, but <laughs> same time it's like, all right. I mean some people well like you don't really have any good food things, so you like for having good meals unless you have a fridge and a microwave in your truck kind of thing. Uh or you can cook in the truck like a toter home, but for like truck stops it's always shitty stuff. It's like hot dogs or burgers and stuff. So that would be like, okay, I'm a snack. <laughs> Naps and snacks are life. That sounds good to me. <laughs> well, I hope we see you out this year. I'm sure we will. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm going to make it up there for sure. Cool. It'd be sick driving grid life at some point, too. That's probably one of the bucket lists for sure. Hell yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty good year for some good lives. Yeah, I don't, are they, they aren't doing uh, Road Atlanta anymore, huh? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I think they do. Like, I love grid life, but I think Road Atlanta is just, I don't know, they, they have, like, neighbors that built their house close to the track or something, and they'll call it in all the time that it's loud, and it's like, you know you built a house next to a track, Yeah. <laughs> It's the it's the squealing of the tires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's so bad. 
so many good tracks have stopped doing drifting because of neighbors. But if you knowingly a buy land near a track or like build near like that's no. That's dude. your own damn fault. Yeah. Fuck, I'd do that. That'd be great. Just wake up and be like, okay, it's time to go to the track today. <laughs> I agree. That's our goals. We're gonna live on our own track one day. <laughs> Hell yeah. I need to win the lottery and I'm gonna build a track that has a pond in the middle of it. And then I have cabins around it. And then it's big ass shop <laughs> at the edge of it. Good. We all have cabins. It's all good. Hell yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, we should probably wrap it up because we only have a couple minutes left on the recording. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for doing the podcast with us. Of course. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's fun. It was nice talking to y'all. I hope to see y'all soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. You should come to a Drift Kitchen event. We'll be in, at English Town and Clutch Kickers. So Ooh. We'll be all over the place this year. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let me know. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, Swivel Mount. Swivel Mount is a camera mount that swivels. It's made specifically for drifting. Why waste time bothering track workers to set up your GoPro mount? You can have one you don't have to worry about. You can place it on or off any car in seconds, making it easy to get great footage. Swivel mount uses magnets to stay on your vehicle. Your GoPro won't fall off into the guy or girl tandeming behind you. I know for me personally, I like seeing how I progress over the events. Getting a chance to see the swivel mount footage is a way to study all of my runs. Swivel mount helps capture sick footage and you can get a custom colored flag to match your whole aesthetic. Go to www.theswivelmount.com and use code DK10 to get 10% off anything on their website. Um, my bit more weekly wisdom this week is to not be discouraged if people don't believe in you. Uh, just do whatever you got to do to succeed. Hell yeah. Guy, female, anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether you're a female in a male-dominated world or... Just trying to do something just, new. Yeah. Just do what you got to do. Exactly. Well, successful another episode, guys. 13. Ooh, lucky number 13. Look at that. All right, guys. We will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys.